Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And on today's episode, we're going to be reimagining the Magic Kingdom. So we're going to be going through each of the lands and kind of if we could start from scratch. I think this should be interesting. Sounds like a fun idea. Just kind of play armchair imagineer here. <laughs> All right. But before we get into that, we're going to cover some Disney news for the week. So the big news of this week is that we may be getting closer to a Disneyland reopening. So the oh. state of California announced that theme parks and sporting events, uh, assuming the COVID trends maintain as they are, can start reopening April 1st. Now everybody was getting very excited thinking, okay, Disneyland's going to reopen. Just because they can doesn't mean they will reopen. There's a lot of caveats to this. They would only be able to reopen at 15% capacity. 15? Wow. Okay. Only California residents could it, could go uh, at the beginning. And there's also potential limitations on indoor attractions. There's not going to be indoor dining. So it's still pretty restrictive. So I'm not sure if Disney plans on reopening because it doesn't sound like they'll really be able to reopen much if they can. Yeah, that might kind of severely limit them to the point where it's like, you know, they, they kind of ask the question, what's the point? But then again, they are opening, allowing you to walk through and get pictures and eat some of the food. So, I mean, this would be a bonus over top of that. So maybe they will. Yeah, I could see an extension of, of what you're describing, the taste of Disney or a touch of Disney, where it's a ticketed event and it includes food. Every, again, everything's outdoor dining. There's some character greetings. So I could potentially see maybe an expansion of that first where maybe some outdoor attractions open up right. to begin with. Because again, if you can't have indoor attractions, if you can't have indoor dining, it, it does become difficult to open in full scale. But maybe they can slowly expand that touch of Disney experience until you know maybe a few months whenever they can have a higher percentage or you know they're allowed to have indoor attractions again that it makes sense to fully open the parks. But I think this is a step in the right direction. This is a sign, I think, that California hopefully is easing from the COVID pandemic, which I think is good. So I think that's a good sign. I mean, as much as we want Disneyland to reopen, I think it's a... We want to do it safely. Right. And I think it's a, it's a good sign that they're talking about easing these restrictions because that hopefully just means that we are getting closer and closer to the end of this pandemic light at the end of the tunnel well i mean as more and more people get vaccinated you know hopefully none of those like crazy other strains prove to be too much of a problem but you know more and more people get vaccinated then your risk of getting seriously ill goes significantly down so yeah hopefully this leads to more and more you know regularity (laughs) yeah again i think it's just a good sign that as a country as a whole we're heading in a better direction. That things seem to be getting better, at least for now, and not worse, which is good. <laughs> we haven't had that in a while. Right, exactly. It's, it's been a long time since I feel like we've had good news. About a year. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, right around a year. So. so that's on the Disneyland side. Moving over to Disney World. Disney World released the first images of the new Moana redo over at the Poly. I gotta say, I love these rooms. These look great. I love the imagination behind them. I mean, the fact that they used Maui's tattoos and blew them up and made wallpaper out of them to put behind the, the bed and stuff. That is absolutely such a good idea. It's beautiful, but it's like not... I mean, I feel like it's not super overt, that's, what, that's what I was I like going to say. I was going to say that exactly that 
it is Moana themed and there are, like you said, there's like Maui's tattoo. There are some pictures of like Moana or Hey Hey on the wall, but it's not like they just made it like childish. Cause I mean, the poly is a deluxe resort. So right. you definitely are expecting like a higher class. You're not, you know, looking for something like the all-stars where there's giant bowling balls or something out front or, or giant, you know, characters of statues. So you're right. It's not too overt, but it's it's very classy. I'd say I really love it. Yeah, I was. Gonna say, I feel. I felt that way when we stayed in the Lion King suite as well. You know, where you go into the suite and they have a lot of bright colors. It kind of looks like you've stepped into the. You know, I just can't wait to be king with the bright, like the vibrant colors. But I mean, I think Simba was in there somewhere with the with his um with the mane made out of leaves. But other than that, there wasn't you know a ton of character or anything. It just looked like part of that that song so yeah i think i that kind of is their their decorating style where it's like then there are nods to it but it doesn't like bash you over the head yeah i will say the one thing with the lion king suites it's a lot of green yeah and that that's not necessarily the best color in a hotel room <laughs> so this seems to be a lot more like oranges and blues and things and a lot more like calming tones yeah. i think it, it it just looks like a really nice space that that would be a really nice place to kind of just relax in at the end of the night and then disney also refreshed the sunshine tree terrace Ooh, more yes. orange bird there's like an orange bird wall now uh, and a lot more orange bird merch so there's like orange bird spirit jerseys Ooh. and things i mean i'm very excited about the new orange bird sipper we have the old orange bird sipper and it's just orange bird this one i think he has he he has what some oranges. He? he has like some citrus peels. Yeah, he does. And him. he looks a little bit brighter and a little bit cuter. They definitely are starting to just really bring Orange Bird to the forefront even more. Uh, and again, we've we've said this before, but I think that this all started to occur after we did the episode on him. I think that was what, episode 50 or something. So go yeah, back and check We're responsible for this. We yes, brought Orange Bird back to the mainstream. Yeah, yeah. All us. To totally nobody else. You're welcome, world. <laughs> and then over at Epcot the new barges for harmonious have started making their oh. way onto the lake. And I, I don't know if, if our listeners have seen these yet, but if you have not go see them, they are gargantuan huge. They're like 60 feet tall. They're going to block a lot of world showcase from one end to the other. I'm really curious to see how these things look because they're supposed to be giant, like water fountains during the day. It kind of looks like it's going to be an eyesore. I, I don't think this is a hit. To me right now, it looks like it's a miss so far. <laughs> I mean, maybe the nighttime show is great, but during the day, this does not look that great. Well, well didn't we see they were doing some tests on it or something, and, and the water can shoot above the buildings almost. It's It shoots so high that you can see it like from an aerial view. It looks like it's as tall. I mean, whether it is or not, I don't know. Yeah, but. there was some testing of the water screens, and yeah, it goes above the trees at Epcot. No, it's, I don't know. It's if basically that's, like the Bellagio in, in Disney. No, I don't know if that's for the nighttime show, because again, at night, these big water screens, fireworks, you don't need to see from one end of World Showcase to another. But during the day, having these just giant barges blocking your view, you know, if you're in like Italy or Japan, if you can't see Spaceship Earth anymore because there's an 80-foot water jet shooting in front of you, I think you're going to get a lot of complaints. Again, maybe it'll look good once it's all done and everything, but just seeing them sitting out there does not look great so far. They kind of just look like an some sort of strange alien spaceship has landed in the middle of the lake. It looks exactly like that. It looks like the one is a big ring and it looks like the ship from 
Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> that that whenever they came to Earth, when uh, Thanos's henchmen came to Earth, that big like ring ship uh-huh. that, that they flew, it looks exactly like that in the middle of the lagoon in Epcot. I mean, I like that. I like that as a spaceship maybe, look, I but I don't say, want it in the middle of Epcot. Maybe they can outfit it that way so that it looks like you know a sculpture during the day and at night it's functional. No, again, there's. I think there's going to be. They're all going to have water fountains during the day. Okay. And so they're they're going to have some sort of water feature. So I think you won't actually see the structures and the barges but yeah i I don't know we'll we'll see i'm not sure on this one but i I think they got this under control i think that i think that they're gonna i hope it's gonna it's gonna be good i hope so and then finally disney also announced that they are going to be closing 60 disney stores across the u.s and i think this is just kind of an acceleration of what the pandemic has caused with people shopping less, yeah. people going to less brick and mortar. You know, about a year or two years ago, they announced a deal where they're going to be essentially putting mini Disney stores within Target. And so I think having those within Targets, there's less need of separate Disney stores. And again, I think more people are shopping online now. And just with everything, you know, closing down, Disney's pushing more digital. So, you know, unfortunately, they're going to be closing 60 stores. We don't even, I think we have one store maybe like a half an hour away from us not even that close so we haven't had a disney store around us for a while but yeah unfortunately it seems like they're going to start closing them and so i'd have to think over the next few years they're just going to all start slowly closing i think the last time we had a disney store in our local mall was in the 90s because i remember as a kid going to there going to natural wonders and the wb store we had that as well but those all closed pretty much in rapid succession so i mean this makes a lot of sense though because a lot of companies have had to pivot because of the pandemic and this just seems like a way to get them out of brick and mortar and allow them to save some money yeah it's unfortunate that they're gonna have to close these stores you know people are gonna have to lose their jobs but you're right i think everybody's doing this you know unfortunately i mean i'm sure a lot of people's local malls there's a lot of vacancies i mean that's how ours are and i think the pandemic has not helped this and i do think you know over the next few years just all retail stores in general are going to go through this transformation of People are shopping online more. How do you make that work? And there's going to be less kind of brick and mortar physical retail. Yeah. And then before we jump into our main topic, I just want to say that next week we're going to be covering the WandaVision finale and Ryan the Last Dragon. So I want to give everybody a week to watch that. So we'll be talking kind of spoilers, our thoughts on the whole WandaVision series as a whole, our thoughts on Ryan the Last Dragon. If you have any questions about the series uh, or the movie that you'd like us to answer or your thoughts We'd love to hear them. We'd love to include them on the show next week. So head over to our website, enchantedears.com slash podcast question and leave them there. And then we may read some of them on the show next week. Yeah, that sounds like fun. All right. So let's get into our main topic. So again, we are armchair Imagineers for the day. And we would love to hear everybody's thoughts on this, how you would kind of rebuild the Magic Kingdom if you could as well. So head over to our Facebook page, Enchanted Ears, and let us know your thoughts after you hear ours. So... Let's walk through the lands, kind of talk about what we would do for each of these lands as we would do this. So let's start, come in the Magic Kingdom. So we're going to start Main Street, USA. So for me, I would basically keep this pretty much as is. I think having the shops and everything makes a lot of sense. The only potential change I would do is make it bigger, kind of like Tokyo Disneyland. Now they have the World Bazaar. I wouldn't necessarily cover it like that, but and maybe this is incorrect but to me 
that feels like a bigger area. It just it feels more expansive. I think there's more shops there. So something I would kind of just expand it. I think it's something about the fact that it's covered in Tokyo too for some reason. Even though you would think having like a ceiling on it would make it feel smaller. Um, but yeah. I think it is bigger. I mean, it it, it feels more expansive to me. So I'm going to say it is. I don't <laughs> I haven't got a tape measure out and measured it all. I would love to do that though. I love oh tape measuring goodness. things. Oh my goodness. Joe loves doing this so much. When we got our kitchen done, he measured 400 times. So, and it turned out beautiful, so I can't I can't complain. Yes, I do love measuring stuff. So, I'm going to say it's bigger. So that that would be my only change to Main Street. Would just to be just make it a little bit bigger, make it a little bit more expansive. All How right. about you? Um, well, I also agreed with leaving it mostly the same. Mine's kind of mine are little tweaks. So, I would redo the Plaza restaurant and to be truly diner themed. And, you know, when I think of a main street in a town, there's going to probably be a diner, I would assume. And I would put the checkered floors down, maybe have skating waiters and waitresses, uh, rename it the Plaza Diner, and then fix the food. So I read, a, <laughs> I did read a, um, you know, a review you of get the Mickey food. waffles there. Yeah. I'm good with that. Well, yeah, but I, the lunch and dinner menu is what I looked at. So I'm not talking about breakfast, but I don't think we've, I think we've been there maybe for breakfast. We've had the Mickey waffles, but we've never had anything for dinner there. And the, the costs are, the cost is pretty high and it seems like the food isn't that good. Also, what kind of diner doesn't have pie? And if you're thinking of like Americana, you got to have pie on the menu. I mean, I think there's a chocolate pie, but no, you need like apple pie, cherry pie. Like you've got to have the pies on there. So I think we would definitely make it amp up the diner food and put put that on there. Also, to one of the shops, I would actually, I think this is risky. I don't know if it would work, but I would add a screen printer shop like to one of the shops. Uh, one of my biggest complaints about Disney is sometimes their merch lacks some pizzazz. So I think what where what it, what they could do is Disney could have the capability to make their product better if they had an app where you can kind of design your own clothing. Um, of course, they would have just a bunch of their characters uploaded into there already, but you can pick the color, you could pick the style, and really just kind of customize it to your own liking, and then they screen print it for you there and have it ready for you. So I thought that that would be a really cool um, improvement, and they could charge a premium for it too because you're making your own. You know, stuff you get on Etsy, they kind of have to skirt and stay away from Disney, and like they can't put the characters fully because Disney could come after them. So this would be a great way for you to get everything you actually want, uh, you know, from Disney itself. Good idea. All right, so let's go counterclockwise through the land. So if we start there, we'll start with Adventureland. So for me, I think I'm keeping most of Adventureland attractions, changing them out for some of the other versions at the other parks. And now we're, we're talking Magic Kingdom, Walt Disney World, obviously. So I'm getting rid of the Magic Carpets of Aladdin because that is just <laughs> like not that great of a ride. And it just is in the middle. It's in a bad location. I mean, it and is, so I just I'm taking that out. It's kind of similar to Dumbo too, right? I mean, if yes, they move up and down. Exactly, exactly. So it's a, it's a very similar ride. Exactly. So I'm getting rid of that. I'm keeping the Tiki Room, keeping Jungle Cruise. I think those are classics. I think I would not be allowed to host this podcast if I said get rid of either of those. <laughs> I am changing out Pirates of the Caribbean though, keeping it Pirates, but I want to bring in the Shanghai version. Oh yeah, Battle for Sunken Treasure, and you can hate on me all you want if you like the original <laughs> pirates that battle for sunken treasure is phenomenal looking 
and I really wish they would upgrade the Pirates of the Caribbean rides in the U.S., maybe not even to that full scale, but something with those animatronics and screens because it is just amazing. And then I also am going to bring in from Disneyland the Indiana Jones Adventure ride. I oh, think yeah. I, I want to add that in there as well and, and bring That's that to the one. Magic Kingdom. So I think you do that. Some minor changes to Adventureland, but I think that would really, really enhance it. Now, I will say, you will see a theme with mine. I'm adding a lot of attractions. I gave... Uh, no mind to the amount of space some of these things would take <laughs> up or the cost. Like Me neither. This would make no sense at all if all of this stuff ended up being in one theme park because there would be all. like 500 rides by the time I'm done with this. But So I kind of looked at each land individually. I, I did give some thought to, okay, you just can't put in like 15 roller coasters in some of these places. But I think you could fit in, like I said, a version of Battle for Sunken Treasure. And I think you could make room for Indiana Jones Adventure as well. So I think this is at least probably one of my more plausible uh, changes that we have here to Adventureland. Yeah, I threw plausibility right out the window. So don't don't worry about that. I'm going to make you look like really good. So I think that, you know, when I was thinking about Adventureland, these are all about rides and things that are all about pushing the boundaries and going out there and really getting to know your world. You know, I like a lot of the rides that are there. I don't think I would touch them. But, you know, speaking of not having space for things, I would add another ride, though. Because I see a perfect opportunity here to insert my favorite Disney IP because who wanted adventure more than Simba? So, you know, he's okay, so woefully, Newt's new attraction. You're- woefully absent from the parks, pretty okay. much. I mean, you know, he's there a little bit in uh, Animal Kingdom and he, belo- he belongs there too. But there's no like real rides there centered around him. So enter elephant graveyard escape the new coaster where simba and nala are trying to coaster okay they're trying to escape elephant graveyard before you get boiled or eaten by the hyenas and the highlight of this ride is the part where you run and you get pushed into a wall and mufasa comes you kind of like see maybe a like a shadow up above you and then you go backwards and down a final hill all the way to where you depart from the ride so it's kind of has a little Everesty feel to it as well but i just think that you, you know got going- some good projection mapping in exactly. there stuff some good animatronics that's what i'm thinking so yeah elephant graveyard i think is one of the most creative uh, things that disney has ever done i know it's a little scary but also they they make those skeletons and everything look almost not scary enough they're not that bad they're not that freaky but Simba and Nala go through a number of different obstacles on their way they have to climb up like elephant bones they go across crocodiles Um, there's a lot of really cool things there that they could add into a roller coaster and just make an epic ride out of it so I want this uh, more than anything else now in the world and I'm convinced that this needs to happen. And I think you could do that as not a traditional roller coaster. So invent some new mechanism where it's you're, you're kind of, almost like Tron. You're kind of like side by side, kind of like a motorcycle mm-hmm. uh, type thing. But you're almost at a different position. So it feels more like you are a lion running you know, right. type thing. Like, like add some like running motion to it so while you're going forward there's a little bit of like an up and down like you're galloping like a carousel you know how carousels kind of go up and down like maybe a little tiny bit of a carousel motion oh i love this idea great great addition you need to do this i know that you probably don't have a lot of money right now but this this is where it's at you can take this idea from us for free we we only ask that we are there for the ribbon cutting and we get to be front seat on the first ride. That's all we ask. All right, so let's move on to Frontierland. 
And I'm going to combine in Liberty Square as well because my big change here is to get rid of Liberty Square. (laughs) And I think this kind of places it more in line with some of the other versions of Disneyland throughout the world. And obviously Magic Kingdom is is kind of the the Disneyland uh, of of Walt Disney World. So I, I say get rid of Liberty Square. Yeah, I didn't know that was an option. (laughs) <laughs> hey, we are we are reimagining this thing from the ground up. So I'm combining this in with Frontierland, and there's really not a ton in Liberty Square. So technically, Hall of Presidents is in there. So I think we get rid of that, and we also have the Muppets. So my big idea here is to create a new show with the Muppets that is all about the history of the Gold Rush or like. America's westward expansion or the frontier. So kind of like how the Hall of Presidents is a little is like a story of America's history through the presidents. I think we should have a history of like the frontier and the gold rush, but through the Muppets. So utilize the Muppets because it kind of combines the you know great moments in history with the Muppets and the Hall of Presidents, kind of that historical thing. So I, I think that is a, a unique way. And I think the Muppets would, would be a good fit there. The other thing is that is in Liberty Square is Haunted Mansion. And so... Which makes no sense being there. Right. So it's a little bit... It's like, okay, how do we fit the Haunted Mansion into Frontierland? Well, what you could do is... I want to keep the Haunted Mansion. I'm not suggesting we get rid of it. But we kind of retheme it to be more like Phantom Manor in Disneyland Paris. Which Phantom Manor is Disneyland Paris's version of the Haunted Mansion, but it actually sits in Frontierland. And so its backstory is more tied into Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and the Big Thunder uh, Mining Company. And it actually ties in more with Big Thunder Mountain's backstory. And it's actually considered one of the most like eerie and creepy versions of the Haunted Mansion. And it actually centers around the bride. So the bride is present in the Haunted Mansion, but she's not the main character. The The story of Phantom Manor actually centers around her. And the whole backstory is that the two brothers who owned Big Thunder Mine built this mansion overlooking the town. And the one brother had a daughter who he was overly protective of, and he forbade her from going into the town. And then both of the brothers died. I think one was with an earthquake. Uh, just weird things happen to the family. And so one day the daughter left, met a man, was going to get married, and her father's angry spirit came and ruined the young couple's wedding day. And so she essentially becomes trapped in this dilapidated, creepy mansion. She's this widow bride who's forever captive. And so I think that's great because I think people love the bride in the haunted mansion. So kind of retheming a little bit to make it more around her and then it also helps it fit in with Frontierland better uh, I think makes a lot of sense so then I I also want to I think instead of having Splash Mountain now I know we're getting Princess and the Frog but that doesn't really fit into the Frontierland theme so I actually think a Pocahontas boat ride would be really good so kind of like again there's some great songs kind of like a Frozen Ever After going through the scenes of Pocahontas, you know, Colors of the Wind. I think a lot of that would be would be really good. And now I also think we get rid of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and we bring in Big Grizzly Mountain Runaway Mine Cars. Now that's from Hong Kong Disney and that's their version of it, but it is actually a mix of Big Thunder Mountain, Expedition Everest, and Rock and Roller Coaster oh my. all in one ride. And seriously, it is an incredible ride. Go check out 
uh, ride videos on YouTube. It's awesome because it's like Big Thunder Mountain, but then there's uh, audio animatronic bears that are messing with the track. So that's kind of like where it gets in the Exhibition Everest. There is a portion of the ride where you go backwards. Ooh. And then there's a portion of the ride where you get launched, like in Rock and Roller Coaster. So it is just this mix of all of these rides in one. And I love Big Thunder Mountain, but I think this is a way better version of it. So I would replace that out in there and really just make this whole thing themed to the frontier. And I also think you, it, we could use like a stage show or a dining show that's kind of like a saloon, Wild West uh, entertainment show. So I don't know if it's maybe it's a dining slash entertainment show or if it's just a separate stage show, but I feel like you could use some entertainment in here as well that would be really well themed. Yeah, something like along the lines of what Tokyo Disneyland does because they have excellent shows. Um, yeah, that would be cool. So for Liberty Square, um, I didn't really think about getting rid of it, although I definitely I don't think this is you know, this isn't one of my favorite parts of the park but i was just it's very small i mean there's only a couple things in right and i think that really i mean i'm gonna say something but i do think that liberty square a lot of the stuff there that's like um you know america related could be transferred over to epcot and put in that part and i know that we've actually talked about before how we feel a lot of the um you know the historical american rides and attractions there's a lot of overlap between them so they could almost be condensed so i think that that would be the best option but kind of you know i i kind of took that off the table for right now and i just thought that moving the carousel of progress here would actually make a lot of sense because you know it's a it offers a snapshot of america at various points in time so i think it fits here better than i believe it's in tomorrow yeah, that's a good point because I did. We, we haven't gotten to Tomorrowland yet, but I definitely struggled with, with keeping Carousel of Progress in there. Yeah, I think that's a good call. If you keep Liberty Square, now again, in my version where Liberty Square goes away, yeah, you kind of struggle with that. But that's a good point. I think well, it, you it can fits always, there better. You can move it to Epcot. In that case, I think it would go well there. Yeah, Carousel of Progress is actually a good point. It probably fits better in Epcot. Uh, than anywhere else right that's a yeah good call right and then i think that the haunted mansion doesn't fit in well with liberty square at all so i'd move it out and put it in fantasy land because it is more of a fantasy um otherwise i'd leave this land pretty untouched and of course we need to add a pie a la mode stand if you notice there's a little bit of a theme here running on along i think i might be just really wanting some pie so I think that it sounds like it. Yeah. But uh, you know, again, I don't know what there's that saying, you know, what is it like? It's as American as apple pie, but there's something about it. I, I don't feel like it's readily available enough. Some good Dutch apple pie and then a la mode. Oh my gosh. That would sell like hotcakes in Disney. So I think that they need that now kind of since you are, you talked about Frontierland as well, kind of at the same time, I'm going to go into that. I would have big changes for, for Frontierland. First of all, I'd move Splash Mountain to Fantasyland because it's getting redone Princess and the Frog anyway. So I think it fits in better there now. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, and to my point, yeah, I mean, Princess and the Frog really didn't fit there. That's why I kind of went with a Pocahontas water ride there. But I think that's a good point. If you have Princess and the Frog, Fantasyland, again, it kind of fits in better. Right. I think this is one of the things Magic Kingdom struggles with is that they have these lands, but now as they're getting new attractions and Tomorrowland is a, is a big problem. And we'll get to this when we talk about Tomorrowland, but the theming is becoming less and less connected and it, be, it becomes more and more difficult that I almost think they're going to need to retheme Frontierland, a portion of it. Cause like in Disneyland, it's new Orleans square. 
You know, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean's in New yeah. Orleans Square, Splash Mountain's in New Orleans Square, so it fits better. Princess and the Frog will fit better there, but they're going to struggle, yeah, in Frontierland. And and I think, yeah, they're going to get to the point where these lands don't really make much sense anymore just because they're just putting things where they have room and it becomes more and more difficult uh, to kind of do this. That's why starting from scratch, you can move stuff around very easily, but in practicality, you can't pick up Splash Mountain and move right. it to Frontier or to Fantasyland rather. Right. And I I mean, I think that a lot of the things in these ideas to to start, there's that romantic American association of the frontier but then like now you know we kind of know like okay well what happened with the frontier is manifest destiny and essentially we push the native people off of their land so to me frontier land has kind of a negative connotation and i almost feel like it doesn't have a place in disney because it's this romanticized version as opposed to the real one that yeah actually that's a good point and that's existed. why i think when i looked at it i tried to keep it more on just like almost like the wild west the gold rush like Again, you know, but again, fun. those are ama- like those are romanticized ideals. It's hard. Yeah, I guess. No, you, it, it's a good point, and I mean, it's it's definitely a you know a, a valid argument. But yeah, I was I was trying to keep still kind of some some frontier theming, uh, you know, in there. And again, that that big grizzly mountain minecart yeah, definitely go cool. check that out. It's a it's a great ride. Speaking of that, I would move Big Thunder Mountain Railroad to Adventureland. And then do some more retooling. I don't think that makes sense. I disagree. Big Thunder Mountain That's definitely cute. is frontier themed. It is all about. It is. It yeah. is. But. That does not make sense. In I'm not land. keeping frontier land because okay. it is ocean land now. Okay. Okay. That's weird. But okay. So um, ocean land, weird name. Definitely would be open to changing that. But there are a number of Disney properties that are all but absent in the parks. Uh, this land would have some existing ocean-themed rides, and they can move it to this park. But we can also add some new rides. Uh, and I think that Moana needs her own attraction. So I think that Oceanland would be a great place for Moana to have her attraction. You know, I didn't really think through this one as much as I did the other yeah, one. Yeah, I can tell because Oceanland needs some work as a name. <laughs> You definitely didn't workshop that one enough. It's a terrible name, but you can move things like, I mean, I know the Little Mermaid is in Fantasyland, but you could put this in Oceanland very easily. We could have some Finding Nemo themed attractions over here. And then Moana is the showpiece. And again, this could could be a boat ride. uh, I think it's Crush's Coaster. Disneyland Paris. I believe there you go. That. Crush's pull, Coaster. Pull that's, that in there. That's what I was thinking. 100%. Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, moving that stuff beca- into the ocean, because the ocean is, you know, Frontierland stands for something that's like kind of the unknown. The front, That was the fun part of the frontier. And the fun part about the ocean is there's still so much we don't know. And I think that, again, Disney has so much interesting stuff that takes place either near the ocean or in the ocean that they really aren't making use of because, you know, when it was built, you have all these old properties. And so it costs a lot to take those out and then bring in new stuff. So I think that this would be a really awesome use of the space. Definitely interesting. Again, <laughs> I think ocean land needs some work, but and is a name, but it's uh yeah, it's interesting. And I, and I do agree with you. I mean, the frontier and and it is definitely a kind of a romanticized version and i do think again you see princess and the frog coming in i mean i have to imagine disney's going to kind of slowly move that over and i think new orleans square makes sense like they have in disneyland yeah. you know and i think i think that makes a lot of sense you know big thunder mountain that could kind of still be out there as its own thing maybe you could have that part of new orleans square it wouldn't probably be that out of place but the ocean front 
Better. O- oceanfront. Better. Oceanfront sounds better. better. Okay. okay. All right. Oceanfront property. There we go. So. <laughs> All right, so moving next into Fantasyland. So we are at the top of the Magic Kingdom. With Fantasyland, I'm I'm going to make Small World have more of the characters in it, kind of like they have in Tokyo oh, and in Disneyland. I'm getting rid of Peter Pan. This is where I kind of thought of space-wise, because oh. what I want to do is I want to change out Winnie the Pooh and make it Pooh's Honey Hunt Oh, for sure. from Tokyo Disneyland. And I imagine that's going to take up a lot of space, so Peter Pan has to go. Sorry. Oh. Uh, Seven Dwarfs no. I definitely like. I want to bring in Twenty Thousand Leagues back. Now I know that's in. Okay. I know that's in the same place that Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is in. So again, this is now I've kind of given up on the space idea. But I want to bring out. Want, so so enough that you could get rid of Peter Pan. But yeah, I enough. think Peter Pan can go. I think Peter. Just, Your mom is gonna be so mad at you. That version, of, <laughs> yeah, that version I think can go. But but Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. But I want to not bring back the submarine version like they have at. Uh, Disneyland still, but I'd rather bring the back Tokyo. the one from from Disney Sea. Yes, I think that's a, a very good one where it is. It's much more based on the Jules Verne novel. Well, we definitely don't have enough space for that because now I think you need to have the whole like that whole big cave kind of hole in the ground thing that they have there. Well, yeah, I don't necessarily know that you need all of that. No, nope, you need it all. So. Okay, <laughs> all right. And I would I would change out the carousel again going to Tokyo Disney Sea to the double decker carousel. Oh yeah, because again. It's, a carousel is not that fun. Double-decker carousel. Awesome. The greatest thing in the world. All right. Uh, Mickey's Philhar Magic. I do love that, but I think we need more shows. I think we need more like live entertainment. So I would change that out for uh, some sort of musical show. In, in kind of the same vein as like Big Band Beat, again, over Tokyo Disney Sea. <laughs> Let's just move all of Tokyo Disney over here. Where it's like an orchestra playing like classic songs throughout the years. I think if you had something like that, like a, like a live band playing classic Disney songs, in the same way Mickey's Philhar Magic is just like a movie of a band playing, yeah. you know, like actually have a, a live band playing. I think that would be a better use of that space. And then also Cinderella Castle, it needs something in it. It needs some sort of walkthrough okay. attraction. I mean, a lot of the other parks, you know, in Paris, there's an animatronic dragon underneath it. In Tokyo, there's like the dioramas and there's the glass slipper and the throne you can sit on. So it needs something. I haven't really thought that through of what it would be, but there needs to be something more to the castle than just oh, hey, I can just like walk from point A to point B. Like there needs to be some sort of walkthrough that you can kind of go up into the upper level maybe and oversee a little bit more of the Magic Kingdom. But I, I would keep, you know, like you have like the storybook circus area. I mean, I think, you know, making that like Mickey's Toontown may make sense. You could put Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway in there like they're doing over in Disneyland. But I, I really don't think that that probably needs changed out too much i mean definitely having kind of that like more of like a children's area makes sense and, and whether you want to make it toontown or whether you want to keep it storybook circus i think is fine with me so fantasy land actually my first thing that i say about it is move it's a small world to liberty square because i think adding it that attraction to the american part of the park would further impress impress upon the guests the need and value of unity between all places and that's the ride's theme so i thought that that would be a good place to kind of just put it to give us some space for some of the stuff you had i really like a lot of your ideas i don't think i don't have a whole lot of like crazy things for there but I think that a lot of the ideas you had were excellent. And then my big thing for this park is we want to I want to add another restaurant. I want to add the Enchanted Forest themed restaurant where they have fanciful desserts and innovative plant-based meals that are served. Are one of the desserts pie? 
You know what? <laughs> we'll say pie is what I'm sure. Did you just not want to say pie again? So you said desserts instead? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I, I thought that this would be cool. Like you make it like the, the you know, kind of so like, a, like a vegetarian rain. type thing. So it's a forest and kind of well, plant-based it's from, thing. It's from Frozen. The Enchanted Forest is from Frozen. I okay. thought it would be cool to have a representation of that. Maybe at some points in times, Bruni would run around and light the trees on fire with that purple fire. I thought it would be really cool. Kind of like the Rainforest Cafe. They do it up like that. So kind of a, a very highly themed restaurant in the same way like Be Our Guest is very highly themed to Beauty and right. the Beast. So add another one that's more frozen themed and disney would make so much bank off of this because it's frozen so i think that this would be really fun a really attractive dining spot and again you know you can you can it doesn't have to be completely plant-based that's just to my own uh need but i was just thinking but you're right you could have anna and elsa like character meet and greets in there like walking around yeah this that would be a a huge money maker for yeah that's lit that's a good idea. Yeah, I think that the, this is something like this is needed because again, I think a lot of the restaurants that, that are already in existence, they're that old theming where I think a lot of people still don't feel like particularly attracted to go in because they're not they're, there's no Disney property necessarily associated with them. So I think that this is a great way of kind of getting more of that in into the park and again i think this would be spectacular if you get the um, imagineers on this yeah i like the idea of a frozen restaurant that, that that's a good idea yeah as i was going through it i mean i kind of agree with you you probably need some like better themed restaurants and that's why like i added a couple shows like i even said like i like mickey's philhar magic but i think there needs to be more shows like there's not as much live entertainment in the magic kingdom as there are in some of the other Disneyland parks, like we talked about Tokyo, Disneyland, Disney Sea, they have a lot of like live shows. Even in the other parks in Walt Disney World, I mean, Epcot is full of live performances. Right. Not right now necessarily, but you know, normally. Yeah, normally there are. I think Magic Kingdom kind of relies more on the parades. Yeah. You know, they, they have the parades in there. I mean, I even kind of thought about could you add Fantasmic on the Rivers of America like it is in Disneyland? And I was like, <laughs> I think that might be too much with a castle show. They really don't have a, a as big a castle in Disneyland, so I, I think with the castle show and everything, you don't need Fantasmic in there. I think that was a little bit too far. But yeah, they kind of lean more on the parades, and I think you could probably use some more like like a like a stage show or like I was thinking again Frontierland, almost like a stunt show, like a Wild West stunt show. I think would be really great to have over there and and kind of really entertain guests or like yeah, like a live live band playing instead of Mickey's Philhar Magic. Could you use some more of that? I feel like in the Magic yeah, Kingdom. I feel like the only live show that I'm aware of is every now and then I think they do have a live show in front of the castle. They do, right? In, yeah, right in front of the castle. Like, but that's just like for characters. I mean, I'm talking like get a band, like a get show, some, show. Yeah, yeah, get some energy to it, right? Like, yeah, like Big Band Beat. I mean, that's an incredible show in Disney Sea. Exactly. Yeah. I think that you are absolutely right. We need some of that in the American parks. And I think that if they bring it here, because we just don't have it. Well, again, they, but I mean, they have it. It's just not Magic Kingdom. I mean, they have the Beauty and the Beast show over in Hollywood Studios. They have the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular over there as well. We talked about Epcot having a lot of live entertainment. Even Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom has Festival of the Lion King. They have people kind of on the streets over in that area. There's there's the Finding Nemo show. You just don't have that in Magic Kingdom. Right. And I think you need a couple more... You need a cup, not more. You need a few of those in the Magic Kingdom. We could put Nemo in Oceanfront World or whatever we're calling it now. That That's exactly. We need to trademark it before Disney steals it. Yeah, exactly. All right. So the last land we're getting to is Tomorrowland. And I think this is the most problematic for Imagineers. And we've talked about this before with some of our guests that the problem with Tomorrowland is by the time you design it, tomorrow has come and gone. And so you're always, <laughs> you're always a day behind. 
Um, it's not always a day away. You're always a day behind. Uh, Andy got it wrong. So my idea here is to kind of retheme it from Tomorrowland and lean more heavily on like space and technology. My thought was what what is that really driving? It's really humanity's like constant drive for exploration and and something new and kind of lean more into that. And so some of it will kind of still be futuristic, but it becomes a little bit more timeless because humanity is constantly changing. We're constantly, again, like striving new technology, new things. You know, with that Space Mountain stays, because again, kind of leaning heavily into space, I think Tron may not actually work as well uh, in, in this theme. I guess, you know, you could maybe kind of say it's technology, sci-fi, but I don't know that I was going that much sci-fi. So I actually think Tron may not fit. I think you could actually move like Mission Space here, but I think it would need like a different story. I, I would want it to be more about our desire to expand in the cosmos as opposed to just a mission to going around the Earth or a mission going to Mars. Actually be more about like what space travel means and how like almost the history of space travel and how you know, we are pushing our limits and trying to get to Mars and, and building telescopes to take pictures of distant galaxies. Again, more about the exploration of space and not just, oh, hey, we're on this mission. We talked about Carousel Progress. Again, I think if you go with that, like humanity's desire for exploration and change, you could still get it to fit. But I do like your idea of maybe moving it to another section. That kind of helps me out. I also think a, this is kind of a, a new attraction I'm pitching, but a big Hero 6 attraction that's kind of like Flight of Passage, okay. but you're flying on Baymax through San Frantokio. And you could put it where Alien Ooh. Encounter used to be, or Stitch's Great Escape. We actually we talked about Alien Encounter a few weeks ago, so go check out that episode. But I think you could do something almost like more geared towards children, so a little bit tamer than Flight of Passage, because that thing definitely moves a lot. But something like that, because again... That movie is all about like technology and you know San Francisco is like very high tech and so I think you could get it to fit in there um, pretty well. So you know I'm going through it as I'm thinking about it though I'm basically describing Epcot with humanity's you know technology throughout the years space. I mean that's basically I said move mission space you could put spaceship Earth in here I think. So I'm basically describing the front of Epcot. So. Now that I think about it, I think we should just scrap all of these ideas. And I think we just turn it into Cars Land and Pixar. <laughs> because you already got Monsters, Inc., but change it out to Monsters, Inc., Ride and Go Seek, and just put Cars Land in there. Because I basically described, I basically put Epcot in a portion of the Magic Kingdom. But I, I do think it works. So that's, it's either or. You can kind of flip a coin and pick. You either lean heavily into the space stuff or just turn it into Cars Land. All right, I have, a, I have a better third option for you. Okay. So I like your idea of San Francisco because that still fits with, with what I what my idea is. But I think that we keep Tomorrowland, and I think there are a couple Disney properties that actually work for Tomorrowland. One of the these properties is, you know, again, I think Big Hero 6, I wish I would have thought of that myself. They need a by and large beverage depot. So I want a new restaurant that serves various milkshakes and smoothies, everything labeled blank, something in a cup. And then it basically so like from Wally. Yeah, so it goes, I thought about Wally. I did think it was like could could there be a Wally attraction? But I couldn't. 
I couldn't think yeah. through of like what it would be. And so that's exactly. why I came up with Big Hero 6 instead. Right. So I think that, but I think it works really well as, as a restaurant. Like a restaurant. Yeah. And, you know, you, you have this, you know, idea of whatever in a cup. It's like what they drink in Wally. And the restaurant should look like it's literally inside of a spaceship and have conservation mes- messages on the tables and the cups to help us avoid the fates of the people on Wally. So I think that this is Disney's ability to say, you know, this is kind of a direction that we could head in. Because that's what that movie is. It's a cautionary tale. It's a good mix for Disney too. They do that kind of stuff well, where it's it's a mix of entertainment and education, conservation. I mean, so what Animal Kingdom is exactly. I mean, so yeah, that's that's a good thing. But again, it's space. I mean, we basically are describing Epcot here because I was thinking, oh, you could do a space restaurant. They got Space Two Twenty coming at Epcot. Yeah, but my other idea, and I do think this this would probably fit better in. you know, in Animal Kingdom. But I thought, you know, what other movie is kind of futuristic like, but it wouldn't get outdated. And I thought, actually, Zootopia is. Zootopia land. So in here, the Crown Jewel is a new trackless ride where you, Judy, and Nick try to catch a, a new criminal named Cecil Serval. Thank you. They can steal that also. Pretty okay. good. And who stole a rare gem or something from a local museum. And this ride takes you it's kind of takes all the tech from Rise of the Resistance and has ups and downs uh, and it adds in some close shaves and some swirling cart movements as well, just to kind of, as you are chasing and you know tracking and chasing Cecil Serval, Serval, and then obviously at the end, you catch him. But I thought that this would be a really cool, again, it's Tomorrowland because animals are never going to get to the point where predators stop eating prey, so they don't have to worry about it getting aged out. But also, it is a futuristic kind of, concept so it still goes with that yeah i actually think i mean not zootopia but with wally you're kind of leaning into my pixar land here because <laughs> and again that is kind of again Tomorrowland because you're not going to get to the point where cars can or people and you know yeah. wally's real so i actually think yeah again okay as i'm rethinking it i was describing mostly epcot but if you change it you put cars land you have a wally uh, restaurant, you get Monsters Inc. Ride and Go Seek from Tokyo in there. Again, Zootopia is not Pixar, unfortunately. Well, we can put that in, in Animal Kingdom, like I suggested. Yeah, we could put that in Animal Kingdom. Bring Nemo over uh, from Animal Kingdom. Kind well, of but you have to take it from the ocean front. Swap those out. Well, in mine, I don't have an ocean front, so <laughs> but but swap those out uh, with Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I think you could build a nice little Pixar corner in there. Yeah, I agree. I think that that would be really well done. And again. Some of these, a lot of these things, these these the IPs pro- have no have no home in the parks. The only think- problem is Space Mountain would have to go. Ooh. That's the only nope. downside. That's the only downside of this is that if you change it out to Pixar, Space Mountain goes uh, because basically you got to build Cars Land out there. I think I'm okay with that. I'm not. Yeah, I, I mean that's <laughs> that's tough. I like Cars you, Land, though. I will say, if you added, you know, the Elephant Graveyard ride and, and my Zootopia ride... Well, Zootopia doesn't fit, we already said. But you add the Elephant Graveyard ride and some of these cool eateries and pie, I, I think that I might be willing to move Space Mountain elsewhere, but not get rid of it Yeah, completely. I was going to say, I mean, since we are just, you know, magically picking up rides and moving them places, let's just move <laughs> Space Mountain over to Epcot. Because, again, Epcot... Basically, the whole front of Epcot is all about advancements in technology and space. Because if you look at, you have Guardians, you have Mission Space, you have the Space 220 restaurant. Those are all space themed. Just throw Space Mountain in there. You're good to go. You have Spaceship Earth, which is all about technology throughout the years. I think that's perfect. And it goes with my original, as a child, I mean, for a very long time, actually, I can't even claim as a child, I really did think that what was inside the Epcot ball 
was Space Mountain. Um, that's a really embarrassing confession to make, but I did think It's weird. They're so similar because it's called Spaceship Earth. Space- yes. There's a lot of space names over there, yeah, so, it's, so it's confusing. I was confused for a very long time. But I think this is good. I mean, I think we could probably build these for like $100 billion. I mean, I, I think we kept it in budget. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't think I mean, if we be... were maybe working for the Oriental Land Company, we kept it in budget. We're, we're just like picking rides up and moving them places. Who knows if the land is even available or if it fits, but whatever. I think, I think we got some good parks here. I, I like, I like what we did. And I like how some of our ideas really worked well together, considering that we didn't do this together at all. Definitely. Yeah. And, and again, we would love to hear what your thoughts are on our picks for reimagining the Magic Kingdom or what your thoughts are. Like what if you could change out any one of these lands or pull attractions from any point in time or from any of the other parks, what would you put in the Magic Kingdom? We would love to hear from you. Head on over to our Facebook page, Enchanted Ears. Let us know over there. We'd love to get your feedback. I want to thank everybody again for listening this week. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a rating or a review. It's the easiest way to help us out. Thanks for lending us your ears. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you here next Monday. Bye-bye. <laughs>